but instead at work and it's drugs instead of taking the trash out when Spongebob has to take the trash out at night and then there's the hash slinging slasher the hash slinging (laughs) you're looking at me like what the fuck are you talking about um I just, the trash thing caught me off guard for a second. Because uh, most people are just like, at night. And then he's doing yeah. it, he's saying every different thing that he does at night. Yeah. Making crazy. I remember that. At, at night. night. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't watch a lot of SpongeBob, but I did watch that show, that episode a couple times. Are you drinking whiskey? Whiskey out of the bottle. Ew. That's even worse. I'd rather be burned what at the do stake. You, I just drink whiskey out of the bottle. What I know, but yeah. that's what. No, no, I don't see a problem with it. It's just Kyla always is like, oh, I just always think you're drinking whiskey out of the bottle, which I guess for me is kind oh. of more of a thing than it is for you guys. That's but. why it's a thing. Because every time it surprises me, I'm like, that's that's just, a sight. I was drinking old fashions, oh. which I don't think. Kyla would even like. Disgusting. I don't like old fashions. Who's Meef? What's Meef? Uh, it's what I typed in my computer to make it let me lock in. (sighs) Makes sense. So you guys have to type yours now? Mine's just cursing forever. I haven't had to change mine. I haven't had to change mine since you... (laughs) Which sucks, because when I edit it, it has those names, and I can't, and, like, because Kyla's yours is so long, and it's not, like, it doesn't just say your name, it says pee-pee-pee-poo-poo, and then a bunch of numbers and letters from the recording, <laughs> so it kind of all blends in, and I'm always like, what one's Josh and what one's Kyla, because I'm used to just looking for your names. Mine and then you change them every me. time. Yeah. I just remember that. Yeah, it kills me. Kills Why me. is it so hard to remember? Oh, and then I was like, when I was looking for a thing to cover, I was just looking at like Unsolved Mysteries, and one of them was like, someone killed Josh or some shit like that, or where is Josh? Did you pick that one? No, I didn't, because it was very true crimey. So what? Mine is, I feel like the one I picked is already kind of too, too much true crime. Hello, everybody. Um... By the time Hello. you hear this, you're a week away from Thanksgiving. Are you all ready to get fat? My name is Kirsten. My name fat is and Joshua. And I'm Pee Pee Poo Poo. And I'm Kills Me. I didn't change my name, so. <laughs> so who, you're Kirsten. Yeah. I'm just Kirsten. And this is The Weird and Suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. Oh wow! Beep, 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 beep. That lowered my monitors. <laughs> that was a very loud. Um, if you want to follow us, we have an Instagram at the Weird and Suspicious. You can email us at the Weird and Suspicious at gmail.com and our Facebook is the Weird and Suspicious. And on Twitter and the weird and sus, but it seems like everyone's hopping off of Twitter now that Elon Musk owns it, so kind of just whatever to that one. We could have Did a verified Twitter, Kirsten. We could. I thought he said he wasn't going to buy it anymore. Oh, oh they did. made him buy it. 
<laughs> they had like a whole lawsuit thing where their court was like, Elon Musk, you have to fucking buy this. And it's gone downhill fast. It's gone downhill. Because he's like, this is a place for freedom of speech. And then everyone changed their name to Elon Musk and verified it. And then was like saying all these wild things. And then he was like, no parodies allowed. And like banned them all from Twitter for making fun of him. No way. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a great time, honestly. (laughs) It's been a great time. My favorite is the... uh, I don't know how much we're allowed to talk on the podcast. We can talk about it. But the Eli Lilly thing, did you see that? No. Somebody tweeted, so Eli Lilly is like the company that currently owns like the insulin, uh, whatever, copyright, whatever it's called. Oh, no, I didn't. But like, I I feel like I can get at it. Somebody made a Twitter, verified it of them. And said, from now on, insulin will be free. And the stock prices just, like, tanked. Good. You know what? Fucking good. Exactly. Like, billions of dollars lost. Really? Good. I'm glad. Because you know what? Hilarious. The prices are insane. I feel like, like, do you know how many people drive to Canada just to get insulin? Because it's, like thousands and thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. like my dad's insulin alone with his insurance was still over a thousand dollars monthly that's obnoxious yeah and i mean like he's not doing great he doesn't do what he's supposed to do so he needs an absurd amount but still okay but still people yeah it shouldn't be that that much money just to survive no to be alive Mm -mm. that's ridiculous it's insane i'm gonna have my guy my guys why can't i speak Everything I'm saying is just wrong. Do you um, want me to answer because... that honestly? That's <laughs> wrong with my brain. Um, I'm going to have my grandma make you guys blankets for Christmas. So yeah. let me know what you want and what colors. I'm stuck on a mountain sheltering inside the bus. Something is trying to get me. It was snowing heavily today. Everything outside was covered in snow. Only the inside of the bus was mostly snow-free. The bodies of the dead passengers were still unchanged because of the cold. As I was laying in my sleeping bag and looking at the body of a little girl who was still holding her small teddy bear... I have to leave that in. That's so funny. <laughs> What happened to the teddy bear? The teddy bear. In her frozen hand. (laughs) (laughs) Reminded me of how I got here. Dad and I were going on a holiday to go skiing on the local mountain. It was not a very... We can't move past that. (laughs) It was not a very popular destination because it was too far from the nearest town and it was a pretty remote area except for one small village. The driver was visibly in a drunken state when we entered, but we didn't want to wait for another ride to the mountain because the rides to it were rare. We fell asleep during the ride only to be awakened by the screaming of the passengers 
as the driver couldn't react in time and drove off the road. We went rolling down the mountain and then everything went black. Looking back at Dad and I, looking back at it, Dad and I are lucky to have made it out alive and with minimum injuries. Can't say that the other passengers were so lucky they were all dead after the wreck, including the driver. At first, we thought we'd be rescued. We waited and attempted to endure as long as we could. Started a small fire using some wood we found in the forest and the clothing of some of the deceased passengers since they won't be needing them anymore. Just, it's kind of a dick move to strip them right away. Honestly, like... <laughs> since they won't be needing them anymore because they're How dead. long do you think they waited? Like, do you think they tried to make a fire or they're like, ah, oh, these people are dead, they don't need their clothes anymore? Do they know that I people think... Like, I think they discussed how they were cold and they're like, you know what? I think we should steal their clothes. I think it depends on how cold you are. Is how, like, there's a coldness to wait time. Pretty cold. That you need to I do. feel like it's you would snowy. be pretty cold. I feel like even just, like, being outside in the snow, like, if you, especially if you weren't planning on it. And they're in a bus. The bus is not turned on. And think of how cold it is. Like, yeah, that's think of how I cold it is like in a bus time, when it is turned on. The wait time is yeah, a little even, less. Even when, when the bus is heated up. In that kind of situation. Like, you don't have to wait as long before you strip the people. But how long? Like, I don't hours? Know how long? Like, do you go an overnight? I don't or is know. it like 20 minutes? You're like, I'm pretty cold. These people are probably dead. I'd have to experience like, the coldness myself to give you an accurate number. I feel like give it an hour of you being like really cold. And then after on next you're, week's like, episode, we put Kirsten in an ice bath and continually make it colder until. Say, or you literally just we, set me outside. <laughs> until she decides she needs to steal clothes from a dead person. We leave Kirsten outside until she's too cold and has to <laughs> we leave strip Kirsten. naked. We leave Kirsten alone with a dead body fully in clothed. In oh, That's so bad. That's a good idea. <laughs> For which part? Oh gosh, I don't know, but I need... I mean, it wouldn't be considered desecration of a corpse unless you, like, fucked with the, the actual body part, right? Well, it depends on if, like, we purposefully moved a dead body there, which... Like, if it was, like, a dead body that we, like, borrowed from a morgue with permission versus if it was a crime scene. Imagine we just stumble across a dead body and, like, those TikTokers were like, this is an opportunity for us to get famous. (laughs) And we just set up a video of just, like, a Mr. Beast style, last one to take their hand off of the dead body. (laughs) We should be canceled if that ever happens. I literally, that's like the worst thing in the world to do. But, We'd be arrested I mean, it for, so fast. It worked for you Logan think it's Paul. A good idea? Okay, everyone hates Logan Paul. But is but... he still famous and earning money? He is, but everyone hates him. Okay. Same with uh, Andrew Tate, but he's still okay. making the bank. I'd rather he's be poor than be Andrew bank. Tate. I don't Correct. know how, because he's black, blocked on, like, all social platforms. Probably not Twitter, though, because he, he didn't make fun of Elon Musk like everyone else did. I'm so... Well, actually, I'm not surprised. Um, we had some food with us, but it only lasted three days until we ran out. We melted the snow so we could have some water. 
At this point, we realize no one's coming for us. We packed some of our stuff and tried to get out of this valley, but a snowstorm made our efforts futile. We were forced to make this bus our shelter until we found some way to get out of there. Tried calling for help using our cell phones, but there's no signal in this damn mountain. I really do enjoy the fact that they spell damn like a water dam. In this damn mountain. Wait, wait, wait. I know this is going to be a really dumb question, but what is the difference There's an the N. There's an N at the end of the swear word, okay, but that's not what I at thought. the end of the thing that blocks water and is made by beaver teeth. That's what I thought, but Thank also, you, I'm kind of stupid, so I didn't want to, like, assume for sure. You're welcome, Kyla. Don't you ever call yourself that again. Okay, I'm so smart. Well, don't lie. Yeah, I just don't call yourself that. You know what, someone told me that if I went to a trivia night that I would do really well, so other people think I'm smart. I feel like I would do really well at a trivia I night, think you and also I don't would. think that it makes me <laughs> I... smart. I just read too many dumb shit things. <laughs> yeah, Josh is like, so you're fucking stupid. No, 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 no. I feel like we should all go on Jeopardy as a tag team. I feel oh, like between the three of us, we could win some money. We have I would be the very bad at that. <clears throat> You're bad at very, everything, very bad though. At that. We just take you along to anything. include you. Yeah. Okay. I feel yeah, like there's I'm some stuff the that you would remember. Like it would be such a weird, weird thing that everyone in the entire crowd would be like, "Shit!" And then Kyle would be like, "Oh." I do know this. Like any law questions you make, you could be an asset for. Maybe. Maybe, but like a better chance than me and Josh. But if we do look I for suppose. a replacement, I have a friend that's studying Taekwondo <laughs> right now. So. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> you're saying. You're saying. We do need. We need to slip somebody out there. I'm uh, glad I'm very replaceable. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's great. Uh, only in that. You know, I'm sure she's replaceable in other ways, only, too. Oh. <laughs> My name is not Beyonce. Oh. So, I sighed and got out of my sleeping bag as I saw the fire was out. Dad wasn't on the bus. He must have gone and got some wood from the forest. I thought, as I shook the snow off myself. I looked outside once again while rubbing my hands together to get them warm. I hope the dad comes soon. Being all alone with these bodies is getting me scared. I don't know why we kept them inside the bus and didn't just toss them outside. What is wrong with this person? For food. Wait, um, no, no. I think what? they meant for comfort. <laughs> like, they're staying inside of the bus just with the dead bodies. I, I don't know, think but they're just, going to eat them I yet. I toss them all in the fire and cook I'm them right away. <laughs> the meat's going bad. I'm saying they're keeping them for food. Honestly, they should have started making jerky, like, right away. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know about pork jerky, but... I, I don't think um, human is pork. It tastes like pork. I- Weird fact? No, but okay. <laughs> you would do well in trivia. I'm sorry I doubted you. Uh, <laughs> I'm very upset with that statement. We've talked so, about this before. I don't remember it. Yeah, I you're mean, probably drunk. Clearly a reason why I don't remember it. 
I like how you say so. you're probably drunk as if that's any different than any other day. <laughs> like, she has a memory, so obviously. <laughs> Her memory is terrible. It really is. Uh, my thoughts were interrupted by the growling in my stomach. Still need to eat something. I started rummaging through the bags that were still on the bus. There was no food in the bags, only clothes and some health products. People. When does he start nibbling on fingers? Eat the people. <laughs> yeah. De- defeated, I went to the driver's seat so I could see Dad when he comes back. On the seat, I found a handwritten note. Picked it up, and it was from Dad. He said that he's going on a hunt to get us some food, and he thinks he'll be back by the end of the day. Disgusting. Daddy's <laughs> getting some food for my Gross. tummy wummy. <laughs> At least uh, I have the baby bear to keep me company. <laughs> I chose to bone some of the clothing <laughs> off the passengers <laughs> to keep myself warm instead of going outside the bus because it was still heavily snowing. Hours passed and the night started to fall, but Dad hadn't returned yet. What if he'd gotten lost and can't find his way back? Should I go out and try to find him? All these thoughts were racing through my head, but I decided it was safest just to stay inside the bus and wait. Days have passed now since Dad left, and I can't hold out any longer without some food. I took my pocket knife and went outside to try to hunt something, or maybe find Dad or his freezing corpse. And then I wandered... Yeah. We always it. have to start eating with the dad. Honestly. That's the first part. That's the least res- yeah. that's like the least disrespectful to the other people though, you know? Uh, like it's his family. You're not gonna start eating someone else's family before your disrespect own. Disrespect your parent first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I wandered aimlessly in the forest until I spotted a bunny. It was standing next to a tree stump. The bunny's fur was so white that it resembled a ghost. It was looking at me eyes were wide open then it ran off i tried chasing it but it was too fast for me to catch i look as it ran what i look at it as it ran into the distance i returned to the bus and just looked at my knife before putting it back in my pocket before going back to sleep inside my sleeping bag i threw all the bodies outside the bus because they were all starting to creep me out that sounds like a lot of work it sounds like so much work. Like, it sounds not like even a just... lot of And work. she's like saying it as a... Oh no, it was like a day. It wasn't like right before Three she went days. to bed. She's like... Oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna... I don't feel... Wakes up in the middle of the night and is like, ah, oh, it's time to put these outside. Well, and if you think about it though, humans alive are really heavy, but then the dead weight of a human has to be even worse. It's way heavier. Dead weight yeah. is supposed to be really heavy. Ooh. Um... I had many nightmares in which the dead passengers came back to life and tried to eat me. Yeah, makes <laughs> sense. You took their clothes. Gonna get their and revenge early. That night was no different. The nightmare always started the same way. I would just sit in the bus by the fire, and the dead passengers would one by one come back to life and try to eat me. But this time, something was shaking the bus, and I heard my dad yelling my name, which is when I woke up. I looked around the bus and outside of it, and thankfully, the bodies were still there. Went back to sleep while holding the knife in my hand. 
the following morning, I went outside the bus to get some wood for the fire, which was getting difficult to find. Last time, I was only able to gather a couple of branches. A few meters from the bus, I found a pair of hooves. It was of a deer that passed by last night. Like. Hoof tracks, probably. Just loose Not the actual, like, disembodied of the deer foot. Yeah, that's what I'm going to assume. Oh, yeah. Too bad I didn't get to kill it. Would be nice to eat some meat. As I was entering the forest, I got a strange feeling in my gut telling me I should return to the bus. I decided to ignore it and continue. The forest was strangely quiet. Not even the birds were singing. While looking for wood in all of the snow, I saw something blue that caught my attention. I pulled it out and it was my dad's jacket. But there was no sign of him. I searched and yelled his name, but there was no sign at all. It wasn't snowing last night, so if he was here, I would have found the footprints. Maybe some animal carried his jacket here? The jacket had a bizarre drawing on the back of it. It was some kind of animal. Like a a deer? Animal drawing on the back of his dad's jacket? Yeah. Weird. A deer, but it was standing on its hind legs. It was drawn in what looked like blood. Why would dad draw this? I left the jacket where I found it and left for the bus disturbed. It was night, and I was sitting by the fire trying to get myself warm when I heard it. It was a noise that, even today, I can't explain, but I'll try my best. It was something like a human screaming, but more animal, if you can get what I'm trying to say. The first time, the screaming lasted a couple of minutes. The second time, it seemed to get closer. In a panic, I put out the fire and hoped that it wouldn't find me. The screaming also lasted a couple of minutes, but it suddenly stopped. I didn't move and just stood crouched down in fear. That's when I heard a knock on the bus's side. I got the same feeling in my gut when I entered the forest. Then I heard my dad's voice. Honey, it's me, Dad. Are you okay? Dad, where have you been all this time? I thought you were dead, I questioned. But he stayed silent. Like I said, I was looking for a safe way off this mountain and I think I found it. Hurry up, we have to go now. Mm -hmm. His voice seemed in a rush and changed a little bit. Hearing this, I took my backpack and then I remembered the note. Something wasn't right. Dad, didn't you go out to hunt food for us as you said in the note? And then there was silence. Then something began to shake the whole bus. I was going to die if I stayed inside, so I pulled out my pocket knife and I jumped out the window. I fell in the snow and I ran. It was night, so I just ran forward, not seeing anything in front of me. I heard the thing running after me. I don't know if it killed dad or just used his voice, but it wanted to get to me. I saw some lights in the distance. It was a cabin. I just hope the door isn't locked. Luckily, it wasn't, and I rushed inside. I quickly moved a cabinet in front of the door. The thing that was chasing me didn't try to get inside. There was no sign of the owner. I don't know what to do. I'm so hungry. Skinwalker. Skinwalker. I don't see any other explanation. Yeah, definitely Skidwalker. Well, there is always, like, that one thing of just, uh, Skinwalkers came into being from cannibalism. Ooh, see? I wasn't too far off. That's a thing? I guess so. Yeah. 
Neither right. of you listen to me. No, I really don't. It I was, listen uh, to you, Joshua. The Native American. The person like, has to listen to you twice. history. True. But I think I said it, or I talked about it a little bit when we first, when I first did something on Skinwalkers, but, um. I think, yeah, it's when like you, an you touched evil on it. You touched that, on it uh, when you did the Wendigo one. Yes, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Sorry, it is Wendigo, Skinwalker. They are considered either similar or the same. So I do listen to you. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Kyla's loving whatever she's drinking. Yeah, look at that face. <laughs> oh, God. A grand old time. I like went to swallow and I like got caught in my throat. I kind of want to get really fucking drunk. Um, I've been drinking why? since about uh, like six thirty. So not today. I just want to go out this weekend and get really drunk. Not like crazy it. drunk, but I don't like getting really really drunk with a lot of people. So I guess I'll have to find like maybe if Eve wants to go out and be like, let's go. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I did a little ghosty ghost story. Um, it is a little bit on the true crimey side, just because of, like, the ghost died. You know what I mean? I thought you just zoomed in on your face, Kyla. And I was like, first of all, how no. did you do that? <laughs> and I'll do it again. Okay. So... She, her name was, okay, well, at first she starts it off very, like, annoyingly, because she's like, I share the same name as a celebrity. <laughs> and then I was like, no one gives a fuck, lady. I'm sorry. She's never going to listen to this, probably. If you do, I'm so sorry. Um, but she, her name's Jodie Foster, which also, like, who really knows who Jodie Foster is? I have heard the name before. But, like, you couldn't put a picture to it, because I can't. Uh, maybe if I was given a multiple selection and most of the pictures were male. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyla. But only if it's multiple selection. You look like Only you if it's multiple eyebrow. choice. <laughs> That's where my scar is, Kirsten. I know, but it looks You're more, it looks more noticeable today. You're making fun of Kyla's trauma. Of her past I, injuries. I haven't um I haven't been filling it in. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. You should but really start lesbian. filling it in. <laughs> you look like an extra lesbian today. <laughs> I, yeah, I like it. That's why yeah. I haven't been filling it in. People I don't hate people it. think I'm gay. Yeah, it's cool. Um yeah. do it I just I want I think it's just nice to have like a little little telltale sign that i like women and it's helped me a couple times so that is good i don't have any telltale signs because i don't like women but people think i do you just mostly your personality and i yeah i don't know how to fix it it's, <laughs> it's yeah if we knew how to fix your personality we would have done it a long time we ago wouldn't, yeah 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 okay well jody foster she moves into a town called chico california and she has a little daughter. She's, like, about three years old. They move into Walnut Garden Apartments in apartment number 14. And they I move into like 2000. That's a lot like of we're detail. like, yeah. What is that called? The doxing? I feel like we're uh, doxing what's the, what's for the exact Jodie Foster. Address? Did they add their social? They don't live there anymore. But she, if I feel like if she's going on television and saying this, I can say it, right? 
But what about the poor well, yeah, person that just... lives there now? Well, they live in a haunted apartment. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, fair. person. You chose this. As soon as she moved in, she like was like, "Ooh, these are some like dark, weird vibes. There's a weird smell in the apartment." And she was like, at first, she kind of just like felt weird. You know what I mean? Do you ever get that when you like walk into a house and you kind of like feel like something else is there? When you walk into a house and it's just super fucking sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you feel like something else is there or someone else is there? Either one. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I felt it in some homes, but like, m- maybe it's just me. Um, the first thing that she noticed was her daughter's pink shoes being moved in the middle of the night onto the middle of the bed. No, I didn't say that right. Being moved right into the middle of the bed. I don't know if they were moved in the middle of the night, but they could have been. Um, and it kept happening every day. Like, they would go to leave, the pink shoes would be on the bed. And they're like, how the fuck did it get there? And everyone's like, everyone as in the two people that lived there were like, I don't know. <laughs> everyone as in the two people. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Everyone was saying it. Um, and her mom was like, Jodie Foster was like, little girl stop playing tricks on me and she was like i'm not doing it mom um as a sassy little three-year-old i'm sure she was because all three-year-olds are sassy and the salt and pepper shakers were moved every day to the edge of the table and then she was also having some really weird dreams her dreams consisted of a girl walking down the street in the town that they lived in and a couple was like hey do you need a ride and then they put something over her mouth i'm gonna assume chloroform but Maybe not, but, like, something like it, you know, to, like, knock you out. And then her daughter started talking to, like, a little ghost. And her daughter was like, hey, this is my friend. I call her my Liz. She wears a white shirt. And then her mom was like, okay, weird. I'm going to keep note of this. And then her, the daughter is even on this TV show. And she's like, yeah, I remember talking to my Liz. She was, like, a real person. I just thought that she was my mom's friend, like, coming over and visiting us. But it wasn't. It was a ghost. And then one night... Spooky. Spooky, spooky. They came home from dinner, and the phone was... Disconnected and put on the floor. You know how, like, people used to have, like, receivers, and you took the curly phone cord and plugged it into the thing? So it was unplugged and in the middle of the floor. And then there's a pile of toys in the middle of the floor, in a middle of the floor, and then on the top of the pile was Ernie. You know, you know, Ernie? you know what that sounds like from Bert and Ernie. Yeah. I don't know who suspicious. Ernie is. It sounds suspicious. Sounds, suspicious. sounds pretty weird. <laughs> um, and well, it sounds gets even suspicious. It gets even more weird because little Ernie it was hanging out in the middle with a noose around his neck. Poor Ernie. Was, what did Bert do he, to you this time? Was he suicidal? Maybe. Okay, Actually, that's what it sounds like. Actually, one, once you figure out why there is a noose around his neck, you're gonna feel pretty shitty. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Okay. Um, so they called the cops and made a report, but the cops were like, "This weird, crazy lady," and like took the report, but then didn't do anything about it. 
And then one night in February in 2000, the mom woke up and heard static and the cupboards were like flapping, open and closing, all these weird things. And the burners were on and Ernie was like, oh, guess what I'm going to say? I feel great. I feel great. I feel great. I feel great. Over and over. So she took out the batteries and then it kept going on or going off after that. And then the lights were also turning on. So like, I think he like started talking out of nowhere after she took the batteries out and then all of the lights in the house turned on at the same time that's really creepy sounds like a breaker could be breaker breaker just kidding sounds like Bert was stealing the electricity yeah um and then so her neighbor was also the apartment manager and she's like hey knock 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 hey neighbor will you come over and like check it out and then she, like, brought her little dog over, and the dog was freaking out, and then she was like, that's weird, and then left, I guess. I don't know. She was like, I'm done with this. It's too weird. And then she was, like, hanging out by the pool, probably just, like, having a hard day. She was like, I'm having these weird dreams. My daughter's talking to a ghost. I don't know. Maybe smoking a cigarette by the pool, because I feel like that's just what people do um, in the 2000s. And this guy was walking along, and he's like, hey, Jodie Foster, but not the famous one. Do you know the apartment you live in? No one lives there for very long. And she's like, oh no, please tell me more. She said that she was also crying, but I don't know who sits by a pool and cries. I'm sure some people do. I, uh, I'm sure if you, if you just need a good cry. You I know. said that and then I was like, I've sat on a beach and cried. So I feel like that's not that different. Um, multiple times. You, you, you cry wherever, wherever your heart wants you to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And then he was like, yeah, the girl that lives in your apartment. No, not the girl. The girl that lived in your apartment went missing. And no one has lived there for longer than a couple months. Really. And then they just move out because it's haunted. And so in, like, we went. Wait, am I supposed to feel bad about Ernie? You'll find out. No, no. A little bit, oh, but not okay. quite yet. Okay. okay, I'm like, did I miss something? I was also waiting to feel bad about Ernie, but you the will? more and more we get into this, it's the a little more later. I just want to make fun of him still. It's a little okay. later you'll yeah. feel bad. Um, So, in January 31st, in 1976, Marie Elizabeth Spinky went missing. She was a female, blah, 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 all these things. Um, and she was like, she went to the flea market with her boyfriend and they got into a fight and she's like, I'm going to walk home. And he like kind of followed her and he seen her on a road. And then I think he just like gave up and went home because he was like, whatever, this bitch is crazy. She can walk home. I don't know. It's the seventies. Men are weird. They're not making sure you make a home safe. Even now. Not so. when the woman is being hysterical. Yeah. Those freaking hormones. Honestly. Well, she's never been seen since. Um, since he's seen her on whatever road that was. You definitely killed her. Yeah. Okay, and then here's another thing. They call her, her nickname was Marliz. She moved to California with her boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. She was supposed to come back home in April of 1977. So that's a whole year after she went missing. No, no, no. She was supposed to come home in 1976, but in 1977... Her case went cold. And then, um, so back to the future. Jody is still having weird dreams, really, really weird dreams. She was like, okay, now we're in a house and there's a couple and this girl's in like a weird little dungeon. There's a big hook and she's tied up. 
and um that was her dream and then after three months she was like you know what? i've had enough i gotta go I'm packing up and getting out of here when they moved she started seeing this guy and this guy was like reading a book and she's he's like yo girlfriend a lady went missing in your apartment like that's a real thing that happened maybe that's what your dreams are about so they found the article and he was reading it to her and then they're like, the nickname is Marliz. And she's like, oh, shit. My daughter was saying my Liz, but maybe she was meaning to say Marliz instead. That's pretty weird. Oh, yeah, she totally did. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So then she showed her daughter a picture. And her daughter was like, yeah, that's like, that's my Liz. Like, that's who was in the apartment. And then we're going to, like, rewind a little bit again to 1984, and this detective was called to a church in Red Bluff where Janice Hooker was, like, upset, and she was, like, crying, and she was like, I'm so sorry, um, but in 1976, me and my husband killed and kidnapped a girl. Yeah. In Chico. And then she was like, I was scared of my husband. Okay, I'm also going to say she was, like, 16 when she married him and 17 when this happened, so, like, she was still a child herself. Yeah. Um, and then she was like, um, like, this is what happened. And then they read her her rights and she was like, just kidding, I need a lawyer. But then they're like, what if we give you immunity? And she was like, okay, I'll talk. And then she was like, we kidnapped Marliz. We took her to Red Bluff. We, and guess what? They hung her. And then Ernie had a noose around his neck. Ernie's just a copycat. I don't feel bad for him. Also, I do want to throw in there, um, we do not think suicide is a joke. There is a suicide hotline. You can call 988 if you are depressed. Um, we're just assholes and like to joke about everything. Is, is it just 988? It's not the long number anymore? There's like a faster way to do it? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's what, yeah, that's what it was when I searched up. Okay, heck yeah. Because I knew it used to be, like, a really long number, and I'm like, no one's going to rememorize that. Yeah, and I was like... Or memorize it. Yeah. I just wanted to, to throw Add that, that in, in there. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But also, well, it is kind of still funny that they... Yeah, because, like, a toy. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, also, it wasn't really suicide. I think, like... No, the, it wasn't. They murdered her. But yeah. I just think typical news around your neck is kind of... A little suicide-y. So then they also kidnap another person. This is a true crime thing. I'm not going to get too much into it. But if anyone knows the girl in the box, it's a story. She was kidnapped, kept in a box under a bed for like nine years. She survived. Her and Janice ended up both leaving at the same time. So Janice was like, I'm tired of this. So Janice left and she let the girl go. And the girl never went to the police because she promised Janice that she wouldn't go to the police if she let her go. So she kept her word. And then eventually, when Janice came forward about killing the other girl, also told him about her name is Colleen Stan, about how that all happened. And then he did go to jail for her kidnapping, but he is out on parole. So, boo, that sucks. But then Jody was also having more dreams years later, and then so she like in her dreams she's seen a tall couple or a couple, a tall man and a short woman. They were looking and they were saying thirty five seventy six and a seventeen. So then she called the police in Red Bluff and she's like, I don't know if this is like important, but like 
I keep having these dreams. And so they met up with her and they like interviewed her and they wrote everything down. And then a couple of years later, they met up with her again. And they're like, we couldn't say this because like, you know, when you it's a cold case, you're trying not to tell too much of the information out. So like in case anyone knows anything and they mentioned something and it's now on the public, you're like, the public doesn't know that you're the, you're part of this, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, A17 is a road where Janice said that they had taken to bury her. So, that's weird. And then, the where they have been looking for her body that Janice is, like, her body's somewhere in this area, in these woods, um, was they estimated 35.77 miles where she was getting 35.76 in her dream. And I'm like, that is wild. Right? That's weird. Honestly. That's weird. And they still haven't found her body, but they are still looking for it. So I hope that they do find it. They, it is a when, lot of woods. When, when did this happen? Um, I would say uh, 2008, probably 2010. I think this was this was on the unsolved mysteries within the past couple of years. So like they recorded it recently. I did look. There is no update. They have not find her found her body, but they are still looking. This is a very big wooded area in California, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And they were like, "It's going to take us a long time just to search all of the grounds." Um, but this girl just like moved into this girl's apartment that she went missing in, and then was having like it's like she was like trying to send her like. Messages, messages being like hey can you please find my body maybe this will help and it didn't help but it was accurate so that's my story nice nice and then if any of you are true crime people that is the girl in the box is a very wild story that sounds terrifying honestly yeah they made a movie about it and she's alive and she was on the on the episode of it and she was like pretty much like it sucks because they didn't mention anything about her in the trial and she wished she thinks that they should have but also they couldn't legally say anything about her because they had no evidence the cause to ghost yacht mystery a white catamaran which i'm assuming is like this weird yacht thing was found 88 nautical miles off the northeastern coast of australia on april 20th 2007 like the famous story of the Mary Celeste, the crew of the Cause 2 had mysteriously vanished without a trace, starting an enduring mystery known as the Ghost Ship of Australia. Search and Rescue found the boat Eerie on entering it. An inquest blamed a misadventure and bad luck by the crew, but what really happened is a question that will never be fully answered as, 13 years on, the crew's bodies remain missing in the coral, in the coral Sea. The Cause 2 crew consisted of Captain Derek Hades, Charles Batten, 56, and James Alfred Tunsteed, 69. And nice. I, I did not, I didn't pause like, because of that Oh, I either. thought you paused because you are like, should great. I say it? No. You're like, hmm. 10 out of 10, I got a like notification thing and I turned back and it's like 69. That's the perfect age. And Peter John Tunstead, 63. All three retired men lived in Perth in Western Australia. 
They cast off from the Airlie Beach in Queensland, Australia on Sunday, April 15th, and were headed for Townsville on their way to Perth. It was an eight-week voyage. Townsville was around 270 kilometers north of Airlie, and the Great Barrier Reef lies off the coast. They had previously left the harbor just to the east and ended up in Airlie because they had a GPS issue. A GPS issue? Yeah, like they they ended up a little bit off of where they were supposed to be because of they had some sort of GPS issue. Batten had bought the Kaz 2 in 2006 for $80,000 and sailed it a couple of times since then after going on a sailing course. Prior to the latest voyage, he took a coastal navigation and a, a radio and a first aid course. The Tunsets were not nautical novices either, since they had sailed together from the time they were 18 years old and even worked in the radio rooms of the Volunteer Sea Rescue. But they were inexperienced on larger vessels. The last known contact of the family members with any of the crew was made one and a half hours after it left port when one crew member was contacted by his wife. Graham Douglas, the boat's previous owner, had warned the men not to leave the Whitsunday area because they did not seem to have enough experience. He said the men appeared nervous about the trip, but anxious to get it underway since their original start date had been postponed because of bad weather. And the fact they had trouble understanding the vessel's GPS, said, I said, if you're not ready to go, don't go. Yeah, that sounds sketchy already, having trouble understanding the GPS. They might just be dumb, but it is interesting. It's like, do you want to go on a trip and I'm really bad at directions and I don't have a map? I can't can't understand this thing that tells me where I'm at. What's north mean? What's N? (laughs) What is this? What is this technology? We use hand signs like Moana. I don't know what W means. Just say west if you mean west. (laughs) What way is west? (laughs) the first indication that there was a problem came on wednesday april 18th when a helicopter it wasn't the gps thing no 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 that was the first indication that there would be a problem (laughs) the first indication that it happened was on wednesday uh a helicopter had spotted the cast to adrift in the vicinity of the great barrier reef on April 20th, maritime authorities caught up with the boat and boarded it. A helicopter noticed it, and they didn't get to it for two days. Two days? On April 20th, the, they caught up to the boat and boarded it. Strangely, no one was on board the vessel. John Hall, Queensland Emergency Management Office said what they found was a bit strange and that everything was normal. There was just no sign of the crew. Okay. The management office revealed that the boat was still in serviceable condition and was laid out as if the crew was still on board. Food and cutlery were set out on the table, a laptop computer was set up and turned on, and the engine was still running. Officials also confirmed that the boat's emergency systems, including its radio and GPS, were fully functional, and that it still had its full complement of life jackets. 
There was also a small boat still hoisted on the stern of the boat, and the anchor was up. So, like, their emergency escape boat and or, like, I don't know what rich people do with yachts. Like, maybe their day boat. I don't fucking know. The boat that saves you if your ship shanks, shanks, yeah. whatever. If your ship gets shanked. <laughs> yeah. The only signs that were out of the ordinary, other than the disappearance of the crew, was that the main sail had been badly shredded and that there was no life raft on board. And then in parentheses, it is unknown whether there ever was one on board. Rescue officer Corey Benson said that he found an eerie scene when he was winched down from the helicopter to search the stricken vessel. He saw that the disca- he saw the discarded cup of coffee and newspapers and found knives strewn on the floor. So my biggest fear was being attacked by somebody who did not want me on the boat. I was 180 kilometers out to sea with no backup. I didn't know if somebody was going to burst through a cupboard and go at me with a knife. I saw all the knives on the ground, but no blood, and thought, what the heck? It just says, what the? I'm pretty sure it's either heck or fuck. I'm going to I'm gonna say, what the heck? Wow. Wow. Wham. You can't say what the so fuck? so religious of you. Thank it's you. It's so religious of you. You know, I just don't like putting swear words in other people's mouths. What if Corey Benson has... What if he says that and he dies? Um, I don't know what you mean. I have no idea. It's 2007 and he was a regular dude. Could you imagine? He's probably dead because he said it. Yeah, he said fuck. Went to hell. Straight to hell. Straight to hell. Immediately. I'm pretty sure that's what happens to you. It is. Um, Could you imagine, though, like being lowered onto a boat in the middle of nowhere and just having to clear it out? No. And nothing's With like, there. And yeah, absolutely no one's there, and it just looks really fucking weird. That'd be like, like yep, clear this out. Everything's all set like it's been ran. Ever. No. Search and rescue efforts began on April 18th with boats and Navy aircraft with infrared capability looking in the vicinity of the locations identified in the video and data from the GPS system. At the same time, a Bowen Voluntary Marine Rescue launched a coastal and island search. The next day, a full-scale search and rescue effort was launched involving volunteer rescue units from several towns, as well as the Townsville Coast Guard, two rescue hop- helicopters, two rescue hoppers, nine airplanes, and two commercial vessels. Did they do, like, uh, what type of commercials did they do? Uh, I'm thinking ones that are at sea. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You know those ones where That's the men thing. dive in little tidy whities into the ocean? Mm-hmm. They do those ones. Oh. They just stand by in case anything happens. Yeah. Right. Because, like, usually the commercials are better if it's, like, at a legitimate, like, scene like that. Exactly. Yeah. The commercial. They wouldn't lie in a commercial. No. No, no. 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 Kind of that insulted man, that you would even insinuate that that was an option. That but. man is no, no, only I definitely that hot. That. I would never because of the product he used. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Dr. Paul Luckin, a survival time expert, which I had to look up what survival time was because that yeah. just sounds weird. Adventure it's like time. maritime survival, so like ocean survival. He is specifically an ocean survival expert. He's an ocean guy. I don't yeah, know why they it. called it survival time. It seems real weird. 
just like a to quick give him, time event. To make him seem a little extra more fun. Um, he concluded that it was unlikely that the men were still alive if they were still in the water, as they had probably gone overboard three or four days earlier. Great. Glad we called him the expert for that one. Yeah, the team good, st- yeah. The team still had hope that the men could have reached land and continued searching until 4 p.m. on April 21st when the air and sea search was called off. So, like, three days? Four days? Okay. Another. Is that a shake? It is. (gasps) A milky shake? A milk shot. Oh, he's got a white shake from Five Guys. Makes sense. Extra thick, just how I like it. Mm-hmm. Another coastline Same. search was launched on a Monday, April 23rd, after some new information had come in. But the search proved fruitless and was called off on April 25th. Investigations... uh started on Friday, April 20th, when the Cos 2 was towed into Townsville Port for a forensic examination. And on the next day, Sergeant Bardell and Sergeant Malloy of the Queensland Police searched the ship for signs of foul play. No evidence for this was found, and they discovered that the cabin was neat and tidy apart from some magazines, a piece of newspaper, and a wine cast, which were lying on the floor. It was later determined that these items ended up on the floor while the ship was being towed to shore. So they fucked it up themselves. Yep. In the sink were a few butter knives, and on the bench of the galley, a plastic sheath of fishing knives was found. They did not appear to have been used recently. Under Des Batten's bed in a sealed container, the investigators found a firearm and some ammunition, none of which was used. And in a drawer, they found an additional single bullet of the same caliber. It's had had one bullet by itself in a drawer. It's always a good sign. Yeah. Safe. You know, just in case anyone breaks into your ship in the middle of the ocean. Anytime. Ah, no, never mind. After analyzing (laughs) data from the (laughs) Catamaran's GPS system... Police deduced that it had been steered in a northeast direction into the area where rough seas were building on the day of departure. Later in the afternoon, the GPS data showed it to be adrift. So, like, the day that they left. (laughs) The investigators also recovered a video recording filmed by James on April 15th at 10.05am, shortly before the men disappeared, showing that... Des Batten was at the helm of at the helm with the vessel under sail. The sea was choppy, and none of the men were wearing life jackets. Peter Toonstead was sitting on the aft stairway of the boat fishing, and a long white rope can be seen trailing behind the boat. The film showed the coastline in the area, and this helped investigators pinpoint the exact location of the ship. It was in an area between Grumbrell Island, Grassy Island, and Armit Island. There's and this is there's an image of this, but it's like between three islands that all have pretty shallow waters, and like it's off of the coast, but like there's 
bunch of random land. So I feel like they could have easily just like run into something if they weren't paying attention. But also the rope thing was weird. Like why? That's really weird. Why did they have the rope going off? What are the name of these islands? Look up Gumbrell. G-U-M-B-R-E-L-L Island. And the other two islands are directly to the south and a little bit to the east. Grassy and Armit? Yep. It was like in between those, in like the center of that. So like right off the coast of Australia. Yep. Not too far off the coast of Australia. Still a bunch of islands. Still a bunch of land. They call they them the, the Wit Sunday Islands. The Wit Sunday Islands. There's Between nothing all... on these islands. A Sculpey? A Sculpey? Armit Island just makes me think of Armpit Island. That I keep reading it as Armpit Island. Okay. Like when I look at it. Yeah. You're not so alone. I'm not the only person. It looks pretty. Like the water and stuff. There's nothing on them, though. It's hard to believe that there's islands with literally, like... No people? Yeah. Honestly. I want to know why people haven't, like, bought them yet. Like, super rich people. So, a lot of them people do own. And just don't do anything with. Like, because they're fucking weirdos. Yeah. They just go and walk on them when they're getting bored. Also, apparently, it costs like a lot, a lot of money to like build anything on an island, and so like you can buy an island probably for like a couple million, like a lot, but not like a crazy, insane amount. Yeah. But then it just costs way more than that to actually get shit on there. So and I like, feel like if if you just go camping on the island, call it good. Imagine winning the lottery and being like, I won $5 million. I'm going to buy this private island and then just like never being able to go to it because you have no more money left. Yeah, if I won $5 million, an island would not be the thing that I bought. It would be just a home and that's it because $5 million really is not that much. Like it is, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Between August 4th and 7th, 2008, an inquest into the men's disappearance began. 27 witnesses were called to testify, and 107 pieces of evidence were submitted. Jennifer Batten testified that her husband, Des, was an experienced and careful yachtsman. He had been around boats for 25 years, and that he was acutely aware of for the need of safety. He's, he like, had he's earned... a smart, rich man. Okay. Exactly. He knows boats. At least, so like, also, yes, rich man. But also, like, $80,000 is, like, if that's, like, the one big ticket item you want to buy in your life, I feel like you could if you're, like, decently. 80000 Yeah. Because, <sighs> I mean, like, people buy, like, that's a fucking dollars cars. That's an yeah, RV. campers all the time. Yeah. That's a Which small a yacht. Boat. It's a baby yacht. It's a baby baby yacht. It's it, a my-size yacht. It's just a basic yacht basic bitch yacht um every <laughs> summer they traveled together to rotten nest island on various motorboats although the kaz 2 was their first sailboat 
after they bought it, the couple took a six-week sailing course and then sailed the Kaz 2 around the Whitsundays twice. Apart from a minor problem with a propeller, the trips were without issues. Batten's wife also stated that the original plan was to sail to Fremantle as a couple, but that Batten was worried that just two people aboard might not be safe, and so he decided to take his neighbors, brothers Pete and James, with him instead. The trip was planned over several months and discussed daily as they plotted routes with the help of a computer. Um, although Bratton was taking medications for high cholesterol, mild diabetes, and had suffered a heart attack at age 50, she believed that he was well enough and fit for the journey. No. Um. it's a lot of stuff at once. I mean, the next, I I feel like he was, like, old, though. It's been, like, 10 years since he's had a heart attack. He's probably fine, you know? But, like, high cholesterol means that you could get another heart attack at any time. He's probably fine. Also heard was the previous owner of the Kaz 2 who had sold it to Batten. He stated the boat was in good condition when it was sold and that he had met the men the night before they set sail. He also helped them plan part of their route and was surprised to see that, according to police, the men had deviated from their planned route that was programmed in their GPS system. So they just went vibing. They, they, they don't need a computer to tell them where they're going. Okay, I'm sorry. But this sounds like a guy that had a midlife crisis that bought a fucking yacht and didn't know how to work it. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, it does. Gavin, the skipper of the commercial vessel called the Jillian, testified that on April 16th, while fishing off the reef of Bowen, he and his crew saw a white yacht with a torn sail drifting sideways between the reefs through a narrow passage in a north-northeastern direction along with the current. He came within 50 meters of the boat but was unable to spot anyone aboard. This was two days before the Coast Guard spotted them adrift, and the day after authorities believed the men went missing. I see. I feel like if you see a boat that looks like it's drifting and has a fucked up sail that you would like... Just call. Just say you something, literally you know? just just like see something say like, something there's an abandoned boat it looks like it's drifting or like anything really just you know see something say something i guess but also sometimes like i mean i don't know how situations are with stuff like that but maybe like it could you feel like a dick calling on a boat if it's not someone in danger kind of yeah i don't because you know what and the, what's the most is going to happen? They're going to go out there and be like, someone thought you were in trouble. And they're like, nah, man, we're good. And then that's right, the But what if they get tickets because they're all, like, really drunk or something? Well, you know, it's better than them dying. It is. It is. It's just, I think it's, like, situations like that that, like, make people a little bit hesitant to call. Even if I got in trouble because I was drinking on a boat, I'd be like, well, at least someone was, like, thoughtful and worried enough to call and make sure I that we were not. okay. Kyle's like, I'd be pissed. I would be pissed. Like, if I was actually on the boat, like, I'd be, like, anyone who's actually on it, if there was someone actually on it, they'd be like, what the fuck, why did someone call on us? Yeah, but, like, what if you're just, like, if, like, I can understand if they don't see anyone and they're watching it for a minute and they don't see anyone, why you would call. I guess, yeah. Like, don't just call just for, like, just to fuck around. Don't do that. But, like, still, eh. 
if fuck like fuck around, fuck it's around. a bit shady, it's worth worth the yeah. Just do it anonymously. Right. Yeah. Yeah, don't ever tell anyone who you are if you're in a tattle. Never give a name, first of all. Snitches get stitches. So number one rule of being a snitch is keep it anonymous. So Kirsten's a so. snitch. A hundred percent. No, you're not. You're literally my friend. Uh, I'm a she would sometimes. call the police on us, I'm pretty sure. I would only and, call okay. the police on you if you guys murdered somebody. You're a snitch for- Okay, also, we are already aware that we can't tell you if we murder someone. Yeah. But literally anything else, you don't snitch about. Yeah. Because it's not haunting your conscience. No, so. if it's- and like, and like, But, like, what if we, it. like, beat somebody up a lot and then just leave without knowing if, if they they're died? alive or dead? I would check. I would have to check. I would have to go back to the scene of the crime. Literally anything else except death, which is acceptable. I could literally tell Kirsten that I did anything and she wouldn't tell anyone. Yeah. Like, she's not... Mm-hmm. She's not a dumb snitch like she's acting. Nah, unless I just really don't like you, but... Anyway. Well, yeah. If I don't like you, I'm don't sorry. tell me things. <laughs> Um, so the inquest basically said that that they proposed the following scenario which is very in-depth for something that like they are guessing on a lot it just they're saying so in the inquest it says on sunday the 15th the cast who was sailing in the vicinity of george point up to that moment everything was going as planned uh, the men hauled in the white rope that was trailing behind the boat and bundled it up on the foredeck, possibly to dry, next to the locker it was normally kept in. But why did they leave it out in the first place? To let it dry. So No, like, why no, was it, like, drifting behind them? Is that the, usual? Okay, but the rope... They're stupid. The rope had... Okay, but the rope had to be tied to the boat intentionally. There's no way that someone could have even grabbed the rope and pulled themselves in with it. But if it was not actually tied there. Was it just a boat, like a tie on a boat for when you're docking to di- tie yourself to the dock? It, it was be a long, long white rope that was just hanging off. And they saw that in the video, but that it was on the ship when they like actually boarded it. So they didn't it put it on the be. boat, but it was on the boat. Just, they have a video like before they went missing that shows that it was out there. They don't know for sure. The theory is that they just pulled it up themselves. But, like, people um, are wondering why the fuck it was even on there to begin yeah, with. Yeah, why why it was... Why, if it was going to be a problem, why they pulled it up, if they, were, like, were going to use it if they came off of the boat or left the boat or whatever. Maybe they were just going to tie a tube to it and hang out in the back. Very possibly, very possibly. That's true. I would do that. I've done that. Yep, same. But anyway, they believe that... One of, um, try, so the report said that there was a men's fishing lure found in the, the ship's port side rudder. And so. A men's fishing lure? Yeah, yes. not a woman's. A men's fishing. Women Sorry, fish. it said the men's fishing lure. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Josh is like, women don't Sorry. fish. Women don't fish. They don't know how to the work only- a boat. 
The only reason that a woman might be there is because the yacht had a kitchen, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so look how to cook. I love that I got salty about something so dumb and it actually ended up being demons instead of amens. Like the dumbest shit ever. I yeah. just misread it. I'm sorry. Josh isn't uh-huh. a feminist. Correct. It's you're a man. <laughs> um, so they think that somebody went might have tried to free the lure and fell overboard doing so. And then while the boat was moving in the perilous and falling in... Weird phrasing. Figure it out. Spit it out, Jamie. Basically, they think that one by one, one person fell off, another person tried to go help them and fell off, and then the last person tried to go help the two of them and fell off. Just to that's legitimately the government's that? theory. No, that's too dumb. So, so like, so something sketchy happened. Yeah, the government had a part one of. In it. So like, two of them went off, and then the person that was driving the boat tried to like drop the sail and realized he had to drop the sails before he could go back for his friend. So like, the boat didn't leave them, and then as he was left the helm to drop the sails something like knocked him overboard basically all of them just fell off is the government's theory i don't believe it idiots i guess if they're really stupid everyone on a boat is an idiot like what like everyone everyone not a boat but like everyone on the boat is an idiot maybe but also like that seems like some three stooges shit which, like, yeah, maybe it happened, but also, like, weird. But anyway, other explanations for the disappearance of the Kaz 2 crew says, according to authorities in Townsville, the weather had been windy and the sea had been rough between the time the Kaz 2 departed and was found drifting. This led the authorities to speculate that the crew may have experienced some form of sudden difficulty going through rough water and gone overboard. However, one issue with this theory is that the contents of the cabin, including the table, did not seem to have been disrupted in any way. Since relatives of the missing men say the boat's condition makes this unlikely to the point and point to discrepancies such as the fact that the men's fishing lines and laundry were set out and their life jackets were still stowed, which indicated they were not experiencing rough weather at the time of their disappearance. Which, like... I feel like some shit would have been thrown around a bunch if most the, definitely if, there if was the boat weather. was fuck like moving enough to knock people off of it. Yeah, like other shit would have moved enough to knock other things over as well. Something weird happened. What if like what the kraken got them? Exactly. They were all very suicidal, and Ooh. they just wanted an excuse to get away from their terrible, shitty wives. The last theory is my favorite, but we're going to continue. There's also the theory that they might have been kidnapped. Also noted was that the Kaz-2 was found with its fenders out, leading speculation that the boat may have been docked with another as-of-yet-known vessel, to which the crew might have willingly or unwillingly been transferred. So, like, little things on the side of your boat that block it, like, if you tie on with another boat from them just, like, bumping into each other. Yeah. 
those were out. And, like, in theory, it shouldn't be out in the let, like, there would be no reason to unless they were docking at some point. But, like, how do, how do those come out? Do they have to put them out? Yeah. But it also says, it says, um, the only reason that you would ever put them out is when another boat comes aside or if you are coming to arrest against a wharf, which is just like a dock. Uh, the Townsville police said that small craft do commonly leave their fenders out at all times, making it impossible to draw any definite conclusions. So it's like, they, yeah, they might have just, like, left them out, but also, like... What are they called? I really want to know if that's true or not. Fenders is what they are calling them just, here. Oh, okay. So the other theory is that there was a faulty GPS... Wow. Which is volunteer radio operator Ivan Orms recorded that the Cas Two radioed in at six forty-five p.m. on April fifteenth. Um, this is the last known contact. This is the last known contact with the Cas Two. It should have taken them a short time to reach George Point, and it was unclear on why it took them so long to get there. One explanation is that they were just fishing the whole day, but another explanation is that they had problems with their GPS, since they had already tried to leave on the 14th, but were forced to return early, or were forced to return because of the non-functional GPS. That incident was because of a user error, and it was easily fixed, so the CAS-2 set off early in the next day. So they also were uh, just kind of fucking dumb. I feel like them being dumb is a very big possibility, but I don't know why the government would just be like, oh, they just all fell overboard, but I guess if they were actually stupid, it's possible. Exactly. And this is my favorite uh, of the explanations. Said, perhaps the um, boat became stuck on a sandbar near George Point, where the boat's last radio message was made. And when the men jumped overboard to push it free, a gust of wind blew and the boat drifted away, leaving them stranded. This would explain why towels were left out on the deck. What Could you imagine being like, oh yeah, all three of us, let's get out of the boat and all push together and just hope it doesn't get away on us. That's not... Yeah. It's not a car. No, it's, it's really fucking weird. That's not... It's in the ocean, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, it's to it's the ocean. It's not possible. That's not possible. They're just like, yeah, let's all just push it out to the ocean and hope that we can get back in time. Weird. And then there's one last unanswered question, which, why the sail was shredded? So the triangle sail called the jib, one of the head sails on a modern boat, was completely shredded when it was discovered. The coroner's report mentioned as he left the helm to drop the sails, a deviation of the ship's course or wind direction could have easily caused a jibe, whatever, swinging the boom across the deck and knocking that and overboard. However, that would not have caused the damage to what was found, and I will save this picture, but it's like, it looks torn, torn. Like somebody took a knife and like cut it. In a specific spot. So I feel like the boat would have had to go sideways. Or run up against something pretty tall to get it there. You said you have a picture? Yeah, I'm going to try to find it really quick. And send you a nice version of it. 
I don't know. Before we get this picture, I'm going to say I kind of feel like maybe they were just stupid. Like a they, bunch of. They also could be just stupid. A bunch of men that were I like, mean, let's get a boat and had a I midlife like, crisis. I feel like they were dumb, but also like with a sail being that torn. This picture that I sent might be tiny. Okay. All the pictures are kind of bad. When you have an Android, don't you? So it's probably going to look like shit. And it I, does. I downloaded surprise, surprise. it. I downloaded it from the internet. There is a no ability for the Android or iPhone to make that different. Here's another one. My finger. Look at oh, it stopped bleeding. So it's like all gone. Damn. Yeah, but it's like torn. Like there's not pieces missing. It's just ripped like straight down the center of one of the sails. It almost looks like some pieces are missing. Missing though. It could be. Because it's torn so like wide. Yeah, it is. Damn, crazy, that's pretty bad. Crazy. But also, like, they're just missing? Yeah, <sighs> they never found their bodies. Aliens? <laughs> why would the aliens leave it like that, though? Aliens would be able to come down. Like, why not? That shit. They just take them without in... anything looking like shit. They, well. Like, but everything always looks... But, like, what if they just, like, accidentally tore the sail doing some stupid man shit? Because, you know, men just do it being men. Um, and the aliens are, like, zooming by. And they're like, ooh, what if we just, like, scooped up these people real quick? No one would notice. And then they did. I love that Perfect theory. Perfect explanation. <laughs> New <Yeah>. theory. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Because, like, yeah, it could be that they were just stupid, but I don't know. I kind of also feel like they're just gone. Oh, yeah. Like, no bodies? Seems a bit weird to me. A bit suspicious. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, they weren't that it far off of the coast, but like it also is the ocean, so. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been that far into the ocean on a boat because it kind of freaks me out. I'm not going to lie. Really? So. Yeah. I don't even like want to go on a boat into Lake Michigan because I feel like it's too big. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of don't like deep waters? I don't think I do. Like, you wouldn't want to go, like, in the middle of Lake Michigan and go swimming? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. No? No. Oh, it sounds like oh. so much fun. I love swimming in deep water. You're a psycho. Kelly's like, ooh, something like... might get me. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, like, mm. I don't know, like, swimming uh -oh. in deep water. You don't touch the bottom. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah, you also don't know what's underneath you, and it could be anything, and they can grab your little feet and pull you under. There's <sighs> some fishies. I don't like that. There's some There's big fish. swimming around, hanging Fish bigger out, than me. Fish bigger thing. than you. They're living their life. <laughs> and we're swimming around. No, thank you. At all. Having a good old fun time. Nope. I pref I would rather swim in a pool. I don't mind swimming in lakes. Um. Overall, though, I think I'm a I'm a pool girly. That's okay. Yeah. 
I like jet skis, and those are hard to use in a pool. Therefore, I've never... I go with lakes. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. Yeah, I know you sold the jet ski with my water license in it. Yeah, you yeah. did. I've never been on a jet ski. I do know that they're fun, apparently, but I've never been on one. Josh lost his glasses on one. It was a struggle. I feel like you need those. How'd you make it back? Oh, I drove uh, home without them. Where did you drive? I'm pretty sure I drove. You drove home. I drove home. Back. Yeah, you drove home. Yeah. I drove home. Yeah, he drove home without them. I drove home without them. Yeah, you're not that blind. I don't know why, but I feel like you're really blind. I'm not that blind. Okay. Okay. I just made that. He's up blind in my enough head. for it to be a criminal <laughs> offense if you didn't have them. Okay. No, you can drive without your glasses, like Wait. legally. How do I know? Do you legally have to put that you have glasses on your driver's license? I don't. Is that a thing that you're supposed to do? Yeah. After like a certain point, you have to put that you need your glasses. Oh, yeah. Glasses. Restrictions, corrective lenses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh. But still, so, like. <laughs> you're restricted. Eh. <laughs> so, police officers in Michigan, um, Joshua, he made a. <laughs> driving without the corrective lenses <laughs> I repeat corrective lenses non-existent while he was driving thank you for listening this has been the weird and suspicious I'm Joshua I'm Kirsten I'm Kyla you can keep it weird but don't keep it suspicious goodbye bye bye